The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash, slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. BET state restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the College Basketball Experience. March Madness is heating up and you need to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. It's awesome, baby! Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. It's a fine day to talk about racing things here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on the Sports Gambling, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I think I'm still Rod Gomez. I know he's still Cody Zeeb. That much I do know. But, uh, yeah, we are here to talk about racing things on the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It is the Pennzoil 400. This weekend, Cody, are you ready to go all in on red? I'm ready to go all in. You got to you gotta check yourself up now when you introduce. Since we had the, the F1 gambling podcast this week, it was uh, threw you all off your game of just saying NASCAR gambling podcast every time. I mean, sometimes I wonder where I am anyways, so the fact that these guys even get me knowing that we're on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast is, uh, you know, it's a 50-50 prospect each and every day I crack this mic open, but uh, hey, buddy, I'm not going to say that you sound a little more sultry than normal, but you sound a little more sultry than normal, my friend. I'm loving this microphone upgrade you got going on. Yeah, I guess they decided they finally wanted to keep me around, and I got upgraded from my, my, my cheap, very cheap headset that I was using. Got a real true podcasting mic, so uh, yeah, hopefully I don't sound too horrible as I work out the bugs and try not to breathe too hard into the microphone, but uh, maybe maybe my voice sounds a little more manageable for you people out there now. Yeah, welcome to the family, man. Welcome to the family. Um, so yes, we are now in Las Vegas for the cup portion of our show. Like I said before, it is the Pennzoil 400. Uh, we are going to be talking about the NASCAR Cup Series bets uh, as we've made it to this part of the week. Uh, just a crazy week so far. Trucks, Xfinity. Uh, we did throw in a little F1, by the way. If uh, you only listen to the Cup episodes, uh, you've definitely missed out on us uh, announcing that the F1 Gambling Podcast has returned. It's got an episode right now in the feed featuring the Bahrain Grand Prix, and that's happening uh, practically. This starts very shortly, actually, in a few hours uh, from now. Obviously, they're they're working on different time zones than us over here in the states. But uh, yeah, lots of stuff to, to bet on. Make sure you go listen to that. Maybe before you go to bed, um, play some bets before they start practice, and uh, yeah, have some fun. Yeah, and this man, this time zone isn't so bad. The race is gonna start at nine o'clock in the morning here here in the central time zone. So that's about perfect. Wake up on a Sunday morning and. Start the day of racing. Jeff Gluck tweeted out today the uh, the schedule for Sunday, and uh, boy, it's I tweeted or I quote tweeted it and said that uh, I guess Jeff has uh, planned my Sunday out for me because <laughs> you got uh, Bahrain season opener for F one at ten o'clock Eastern, and then uh, IndyCar at St Pete twelve thirty Eastern, and then NASCAR in Las Vegas at three forty nine Eastern for the green flag. It's a full day of racing. Might not even move from the couch all day. Hey, you're loving the fact that the West Coast is sporting the race this weekend because it just makes it all the better for you. Uh, you know, because for us, it's, you know, good old 12 o'clock. It's almost like watching football in that we get it in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. I kind of get when they're a little bit later. So, yeah, I got I, I feel like the central time zone is a, is a fairly good place. 
not pushing it as far as the East Coast does sometimes, but uh, sometimes on the West Coast, it's uh, pretty damn early. Pretty damn early. Uh, all right. You know what? It is Thursday as we record this. There's always there's already been so much buzz. I'll tell you right now, I tend to stay away from social media sometimes when I'm trying to you know form my own opinion about things. Uh, and, and it was only because I had to pick up my youngest from choir practice that I even touched the, the Twitter machine today before the show because uh, it's kind of late as we record this. And, and I'm starting to see that uh, some of my takes are not as hot as I thought they would be, uh, which is fine by me because that just means the rest of the betting community is where I'm at. And it sort of confirms my research and everything. So I'm, I'm kind of happy with where that was going. <laughs> Yeah, that can go both ways. I tried to like make up my mind on guys before I listen to things, look at things. We have a ton of friends in the industry. I listen to a lot of their shows, and so I'm listening sometimes, and I'm like, damn, he stole my point that I was going to make. Or it's like, oh, man, they're not. Like I was listening to Derek's All Things Go podcast uh, just a little bit ago this afternoon and or this evening, and he's talking about the guy that I'm going to pick to win the race. He's a good guy to fade this week. So <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, although, shout out to Phil on Full Tank with Phil, the podcast out there as well. Uh, he, he said the same thing. He was like, I try not to listen to things before I do what I have to do. But uh, he's like, I couldn't help but listen to your guys' shows and get caught up. And, uh, you know, he's like, I, I, try, I try to stay away. It's like, but uh, couldn't really stay away from it. So uh, glad to have made your Thursday better. But, uh, yeah, we feel you on that. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, It's always fun. Fun to hear the different, you know, angles people take and, and where some people agree with you or, or somebody you think you're like, oh, I'm going to pull this out. Nobody else can be on this guy. And then you're like, oh, all these other people are on this guy. I guess I'm not as slick as I thought I was. <laughs> not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. Um, all right. Before we start breaking down the race in Las Vegas, Cody, I think you got one fun fact that you actually found. I do. I got one one piece of news I wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, came out this week. Kyle Larson's deal with McLaren slash Hendrick in IndyCar is a two-year deal. So it looks like he will be running the Indy 500 in both 2024 and 2025. Uh, so that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, that Obviously, we knew he was going to be running it next year, uh, but it came out this week that was reported that it is a two-year deal. So whether there's an option in there, whether it depends on how the first time goes, who knows? But uh, hopefully, we'll get to see him uh, do the do the double back to back years. That would definitely be fun. I man, I can't. It, it, you know, we watched Jimmy go into the Indy cars, and obviously, you could see he was frustrated. I think the learning curve was a little more than he was hoping for. Um, and and I just it makes me wonder what Kyle Larson's going to feel like in that seat. I, I'm I'm guessing he's probably going to fit in pretty nicely. Yeah, well, we've seen a lot of guys do in the past, right? Kurt Busch, most notably. I think he had a fourth or fifth place finish in the Indy 500, then flew to North Carolina, competed in the Coke 600. Guys like Tony Stewart have done it, but Tony was already in the Indy, or I think he won IRL championships. I can't remember. One of the two when they were split, he won some championships with. Um, so that wasn't too much of a stretch. But with Kyle Larson's open-wheel background from the dirt side of things, I think that that's going to, to help a lot and – Jimmy, it was a little bit past his prime by the time he went over there. I think had he done that during that seven championship run, it might have been a totally different story. Uh, I think that we are going to catch Kyle Larson in his exact prime, and I think that that's going to make a difference. So I, I am super excited about that. I wish it was this year so we didn't have to wait a whole nother year. But gives us something to look forward to, I guess. Yep, and it gives. I'm God. I'm hoping that there's some good parlays. I'm hoping that there's some good uh, cross promotional props out of that because that. When I be did fun. see, uh, there is one book that is offering some cross promos with uh, F1 and NASCAR this week. So you didn't put that in the doc, did you? Because I I was go. I was so close to putting that in the doc. I I looked at it. I looked at it. For we'll sure. mention uh, it. We'll mention it. I just yeah. I I want to. Yeah, I wanted to touch on it because it's a really fun looking prop. I don't know yeah, that's going to hit. You know, but. one of the special odds boost types of things. Yeah. But having the crossover, it's a good start. Hopefully that, that will continue and maybe some other books will pick up on that as well. Uh, I noticed that as I was looking through odds this week. I thought that was a, a pretty cool thing. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Well, like I said, we are in Las Vegas. It is the 2023 version of the Pennzoil 400. 
around the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, or as I put it on the back road, but, but make sure you, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to go check out Back Road. Uh, it's an in-between media production. A lot of fun. Seth, Elliot, and the guys, uh, a lot of fun talking NASCAR with them. But I, as I said there, 200 spins around this mile-and-a-half roulette wheel known as the Las Vegas Motor Speedway for 400-mile race. Uh, again, this is going to be on Sunday morning, just as uh, Cody alluded to, or actually Sunday afternoon for you guys uh, out there. The last winner on this track was Joey Logano. He won the 2022 South Point 400 in October. That was a three-hour and four-minute race, average speed of 130 miles an hour. Pull speed on that one was 184. There were eight cautions for 42 laps. Margin of victory, 0.817 between Joey Logano and Ross Chastain. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about that. 18 lead changes, 3,361 green flag passes in the race. About 14.9 uh, green flag per lap. The 2022 Pennzoil 400, 3 hours, 29 minutes three-and-a-half-hour race for this one. 12 cautions for 60 laps. Margin of victory between Alex Bowman and teammate Kyle Larson. A sliver of a .178-second win. Average speed in this one, 117, or, yeah, .522 miles an hour. Pole speed, 182, set by uh, Christopher Bell. 3,271 green flag passes in this race, which came out to about 15.3 per lap so much action still to be had on this track it's insane 23 lead changes in this uh 2022 Pennzoil 400 that's a pretty active race yeah well and we saw last week how good the racing can be on these intermediate surfaces the worn out surfaces right Vegas not quite as worn out as Auto Club was but and it's a bit smaller not it's a one and a half mile instead of two but Again, as we've talked about all week, very comparable tracks. I think we're going to see very similar racing. This next-gen car uh, has proven that on these intermediate type of tracks, we've had some of the best racing. Uh, the short tracks have kind of been where it needs to catch up a little. I think we saw it get better towards the end of the season, so we'll see as things continue to go into the season. But intermediates have been amazing racing. I think that keeps up this week. And lately, we've not really seen just one guy dominate yeah, Chastain swept both stages last week, but it wasn't like he was just leading all day and running away with it. There was constantly different people up in the mix, different people with the fastest cars that had chances to win. And throughout the race, there was many, many different people that you could have made a case were the best at that point. They were going to win, and it kept changing and shifting. And I think that a lot of that's going to translate this week as well uh, here in Las Vegas. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of names that we're going to talk about that uh, we really didn't. I mean, we talked about them, obviously, in the last couple of weeks, but uh, we're going to hit them hot and heavy because there's no, I guess, chaos to be had, right? No Daytona chaos. We're throwing out a bunch of crazy long shots, and um, things are going to tighten up a little bit in in the conversation. And, you know, I, I'm going to be perfectly frank with you guys. There's a lot of names that are floating around in social media right now that uh, we're going to be bringing up. But again, it just really, if it says anything to you, it should just solidify the fact that if everybody's on them, I know that there's sort of a wind tunnel on Twitter, but you know, a lot of times the research will just lead you there, right? I mean, and we'll, we'll take a couple of swings, but again, a lot of these guys are, are uh, going to be guys that we think are going to win you money. And really, ultimately, that's all you want to do, right? That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. So let's get to it. Uh, unless you've got anything else pressing to hit this stage, we'll we'll get right to the bets. Yeah, I do. I did for kind of forget to get into my history lesson. Oh yeah, Ooh, <laughs> after I got dis distracted by the Kyle Larson thing, here was the fun stat I dug up today. Kevin Harvick, we're in his final season, right? Um, and so on March second of two thousand and fourteen at Phoenix Raceway, Kevin Harvick solidified his place as one of the top NASCAR Sprint Cup Series drivers. At the time, there is a. <laughs> There's a certain book out there that still labels their bets as the Sprint Car Sprint Cup Series, so that's fun. Uh, but anyways, uh, as one of the top NASCAR Sprint Cup drivers in the history of Phoenix Raceway, he led 224 of 312 laps in the profit on CNBC 500 in his Sprint Cup win at Phoenix Raceway. Legendary racer AJ Foyt, who won the inaugural professional race at Phoenix Raceway in 1964, returned to the track and presented the trophy to Harvick in victory lane. 
Uh, so that was on this date in March 2nd of 2014, nine years ago. Obviously, I cannot wait till we get to next week because we're going to be talking about Kevin Harvick a lot. I think he is 18 top 10s in a row, top 10s in a row at Phoenix Raceway. So uh, that's as soon as the as soon as the odds drop next week, just go place that as quickly as you possibly can, no matter what it's at, pretty much. But uh, we'll we'll get into that more next week. But uh, yeah, fun fun statistic for on this date uh, to kind of honor Kevin Harvick in his uh, his final season. Or you could be like Cody, and once I put the doc out, I'll just like Homestead couple of those picks and that's that's we'll get there in a second but it's funny <laughs> i was i was watching my phone all morning and the second rod that message popped up i jumped in there i typed in two things that i wanted to claim all for myself and the first one being kevin harvick top 10 how is this at plus money well, well, rod? Hold on. we gotta take explain? a break though uh, oh, we gotta take a break before you get i know you want to get launched I got, into I got it real excited you got excited we gotta pay bills <laughs> So, spoiler alert, on the other side of the break... On the other side of the break, find out I'll why, give you my favorite bet of the weekend. <laughs> find out why Cody thinks that... Find out why Cody thinks Kevin Harvick will be a top 10 car on the other side yeah, of the break. I was, I was setting up the teaser for you, Rob. You, hey, listen, you learned quite a bit, my young pad one. I love this. Mandalorian's out, so I'm back in Star Wars mode. There you go. <laughs> All right, enough nonsense. Let's get to the bets after the break. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBets, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBets active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting, same-game parlays, which we all know and love as WinBets build your own bet. March Madness is almost here. Really, it kind of is here, right? But uh, you plenty of ways to win. You can get down on the NBA, NHL, XFL. Sign up today, though. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100 get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Wimbit so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. The SGPN merch store continues to add new items every single day to the store, so go ahead over now to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, get your favorite hats, get your favorite coffee mugs, get whatever NASCAR gambling podcast paraphernalia you can get your hands hands on love that coffee mug waiting for mine to come once it gets here i'll be drinking nothing but coffee well okay we'll we'll sneak some other stuff in there from that mug (laughs) but make sure to get yours and drink whatever the hell you want out of it because i'm not your boss i'm not your dad i'm not anybody i'm just here to tell you buy stuff store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com oh yes i do enjoy drinking coffee from my mug but sometimes, I don't know what happens, Bailey's just kind of sneaks into it. And it no, it's almost uh, St. Patty's Day, so a little Irish coffee in celebration, right? A little bit of Irish celebration. Uh, there you go. <laughs> quick quick aside before we get to your Kevin Harvick top 10. Uh, once upon a time when I was a kid, because my birthday is so very close to St. Patrick's Day, um, I wanted to be Irish. I thought that's how it worked. I, I, I was like, I want to be Irish. Like I said, I my birthday's around St. Patrick's Day. I want to be Irish, only to find out as a kid I could not be Irish. So I hate to one up you, Rod, but my birthday is St. Patrick's Day. Holy! So uh, everybody parties hard for my birthday every year. Oh, I love it. All right, well then, beautiful stuff. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun then on your birthday. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a birthday party week, I guess, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Um, all right, okay. Let's get to now, your top ten. Back to back to the story we teased you with earlier. Kevin Harvick, top ten at plus money. What? What are we do like I I don't know I don't understand why it's plus money but go hammer this bet. I love this one more than anything else you're going to find out there. Now, if you go back and look at the last two races at Las Vegas, he finished 12th in both of them. Yes, I know that's not in the top 10 uh last time I counted anyways. But it's Kevin Harvick. You go back to last season, 17 of the 36 races he finished in the top 10. That includes, you know, the road courses where he's not as good on Includes the super speedways where he gets caught up in stuff. So on these more predictable tracks, quote unquote, Kevin Harvick top 10 is just 
the thing to do, right? We saw it last week. He finished fourth. He had a great weekend. Um, if you go back, so 12th in the last two races. Before that, he finished in the top 10 in eight of 11 races at Las Vegas. So he is consistently up front here. He won the race back in 2018. I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit for him on the top Ford at plus 550 uh, because Fords have not been super impressive lately. Harvick was already the top Ford last week, so that speaks to something. The only two guys listed ahead of him, Joey Logano, obviously won the last race here, and Ryan Blaney. They both led some laps last week, but both suffered issues late. Blaney was caught up in the, the big restart wreck, and then Logano just kind of fell off as the race went on. I don't know if there was another problem there or what happened, but it was Kevin Harvick as the top Ford, and then Brad Keselowski even was the next best Ford finishing. Uh, so I like that at plus 550 for Harvick to be the top Ford, but the hammer of all hammer bets this week is Kevin Harvick for the top 10 plus 105. I know we've got some listeners. It comes up often in the Discord that you know not everybody gets a, access to all books depending on the state. we got some Canadian listeners and stuff. Even if you're getting this like minus 125, minus 130, I would still take it at that. I don't like it as much because you're not at the plus money, but I feel like uh, I wrote in my article, there's no such thing as a sure bet in gambling, but it's about as close as you can get to one. And if he doesn't have issues, doesn't get caught up in a wreck, uh, I would expect Kevin Harvick to be in the top 10 and potentially be the top forward at the end of the day as well. Well, let's preface it by this. I mean, last season, yeah, two 12th place finishes, but that's like two places outside of the top 10. Right. And let's not yeah, forget. If you finish 12th, you can finish 10th. And let's not forget that the beginning of the season was not kind to Kevin Harvick. He was having difficulties sure. getting used to this car. It was evident that there was not a comfortability level with Kevin Harvick and this car, yet he still finished 12th on this track, right? Fast forward a little bit. He had just won a couple of races, like back in Las Vegas. The, the heat had cooled off, so, you know, kind of give that to him as well. Um, and he was maybe even pushing a little bit hard because he knew he was getting better. Uh, and, and he started 13th, finished 12th. So, I mean, again, Kevin Harvick, top 10. You absolutely get zero argument from me on that. In fact, I'm going to keep the Kevin Harvick love going in saying that I think Kevin Harvick's going to win the poll. I was looking for at these poll odds, and, and none of them necessarily, like... You can't predict the poll very easily, especially in a place like Las Vegas where the polls shifted uh, around quite a bit over the last few seasons. But I will say that when I looked at Kevin Harvick's poll numbers, they jumped out at me. He's got three here uh, in the last, uh, what, since 2019. He has three polls uh, in that span, and that's uh, eight races. Now, 2020, you can kind of throw out because it was a COVID year. They were setting the the uh, starting grid by metrics. But look, the reason he was first is he had won the race before, right? He'd won in California in 2020 to get himself on the pole in Las Vegas. And then in, uh, in the 2021 season, uh, he actually did um, have a, a good finish that, that race before as well. So he had put himself on the pole for speed at least once and then done so incredibly well that he started on the pole anyways. Since then, a 5th place uh, start, a 25th place start, and a 13th place start. But again, I'm throwing last season out because I just don't think he was comfortable with this car uh, almost at any point, <laughs> to be honest with you. Even except when he won those two wins and we thought he was on a roll. Um, but again, plus 800 for this bet. I really like it because the value's there, and I think it could happen. I think last season, right, I mean, there's some adrenaline. If we can get some qualifying going, that car had speed um, the last couple of weeks, so why not put him on the pole? Yeah, I love it. I'm not ever going to say no to any Kevin Harvick bets, I don't think, so uh, I fully back you on this one. Next up for me, it sort of saddens me that Kyle Busch is the favorite this week to win the race. Everybody and their brother and their mother and their sister and their aunt and uncle are on Kyle Bush. Makes me sad because I've been pushing him so hard all offseason. Had him last week at 10 to 1. Gonna step off the, the Kyle Bush to win train this week, although I would not be shocked in any way, shape, or form. But he is plus money to score a top five finish. And I like that. It's plus 125 for him to get in the top five in four of. 
he has four top fives in a row at Las Vegas. That's pretty good, right? Uh, it's his home track. Not only that, but you look back to last year, how much he struggled in that 18 car for Gibbs, and he still finished in the top five on both of these. Now he's coming off of a win in the eight car that is obviously one of the best out there. Uh, you've got one of the best cars, one of the best drivers. It's a pretty good pairing. Um, and I'd like to say we saw this coming because we did. Uh, but you go back to uh, – so the four, four top fives in a row for him here. In September of 2020, he finished sixth. And then uh, previous to that, he had a top 11 in – or no, total in the last 14 races. He's finished in the top 11 in 10 of those. So nine of them, he's finished in the top 10. I just threw it 11th because he had one 11th place finish. But again, very consistent here. This is his home track. He is from Las Vegas. He always wants to show up. He's going to have plenty of laps on the track. He's in the truck race. He's in the Xfinity race. He's got all the momentum in the world behind him. If you want to take him to win this race, I have no problem. I guess this might be one of the places where because I listen to everyone else, I don't. I hate picking the same guy that everybody else is picking, right? And sometimes you should probably, and this might be that case, and we might come on here next week and be like, man, we loved Kyle Busch so much, why didn't we take it? But I wanted to get a piece of Kyle Busch without having the bet everybody else has. So plus money for a top five at plus 125. Absolutely love this for Kyle Busch. Uh, and I think it might be the KFB show yet again this week. Yeah, and, and again, it's a matter of him being able to be on the track for all three series as well. I mean, that's a lot of laps. You're logging a lot of laps and getting very comfortable with the nooks and the crannies of that place. And um, for Kyle Busch, you don't want to give him too many practice swings before he comes up to the plate because it doesn't matter if there's a pitch clock or not. He's knocking that one out of the park. So I, I very much love your top five. Again, I know that he's a trendy name. I get it. And, it, and the narrative, you can't get away from it. You know, home track, new car. Like, I mean, the story writes itself. So if you're not talking about Kyle Busch, just because everybody else isn't, I think you're doing your everybody a disservice. So I, I, I think your angle is good. Uh, pretty much everybody else's angle is, is valid as well. Now he's just got to go out and do it. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. be honest well, with you. and I mean, this could easily turn in very quickly to Kyle Larson of two years ago, right? Where every single week he was the heavy favorite and he continued to win and he continued to win. Kyle Busch is very capable of that. He's still very much in his prime and we could easily see once he gets rolling, things just do not stop. The storylines are going to be great if Kyle Busch is just ripping off win after win. This was the first time where the cheers were louder than the boos were when he got out at the win. Like yeah. everybody loves Kyle Busch now that he's over back at Chevy. He's away from Gibbs. He's in the RCR ride and everybody's just jumping on the bandwagon. And, and yeah, it's, I love to see it honestly, but uh, he's, he's, you know, the, going back to the NASCAR thunder game, right? His, uh, his red rival uh, <laughs> thing was pretty far. It's uh, starting to swing back towards the green there. And he's going to make everybody an ally now, I guess. I got NASCAR heat for the Xbox, and every time somebody's like, ah, oh, we're going camping this weekend, it's like, he's my favorite driver. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I love this. Uh, I don't know how anybody could want to be the villain. Um, all right, well, again, love the, the Kyle Busch angle. I'm going to throw another driver into the top, uh, and this time the top three. Another trendy name, but you can't get away from Ross Chastain at this track and this point and, and the races that he's put together over the last couple of seasons in that one car. He's plus 250 for a top three finish. I mean, I understand that it's a volatile market. I understand that top threes are not necessarily um, predictable. But what has he done? What did he do last season? Well, he put together a third place and a second place finish here on this track. And pretty much... In college, when you write term papers, you cite your sources, right? You can use any sort of whatever you want as long as you cite your source. I'm so glad that I found uh, Greg Mathurns from the Garage Guys uh, little research tweet here, and I'm going to read it to you. Uh, Greg Mathurn at GMathurn84 says, Last year, Ross Chastain dominated the six-point races at Las Vegas, Kansas, Charlotte, and Texas on the lead lap, uh, but couldn't finish off the races with the win. He was the only driver to finish all six races on the lead lap in that one. Um, finished with... Uh, three or two, sorry, top three finishes 
in that, and those both happened at Las Vegas. But he had uh, two top five finishes, a uh, total of 771 top three laps he ran, which was 42% of the laps on Vegas, Kansas, Charlotte, and Kansas, Texas, and Vegas again. So um, thank you, Greg, for putting in the legwork so I could uh, read your tweet. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, Greg. Greg is an awesome guy. I worked with him a little bit last year when I was doing some work with the garage guys over there. He's an awesome follow, knows his shit. He's actually a lawyer, and then he does the So he's you got to be pretty smart to be a lawyer, right? So he's good at his research. He's good at at all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, big shout out to him. Chastain, uh, again, I, I wrote an article that has some bets and a few DFS plays. He was my top DFS play in this because of stats similar to that. You go back to last week. I just got done saying we didn't see anybody dominate anything too much, but he led 91 of the 200 laps in that race, won both stages, ran up front consistently. The finishes haven't always been there. We've seen a lot from Chastain, right? And there were so many races last year, especially on this type of track where he did have one of the best cars all day. Hasn't quite gotten all the wins to that yet. Of course, his wins coming on a road course and a super speedway last season. But he is consistently very, very good on these types of tracks. Getting him at plus money to finish in the top three, I really like that one, Rod. Yeah, and again, it's just a matter of he's so quick and he's been so fast and winning stages this season. And it's it's you've seen the speed come out of that car, and he's going to punch through. And and it's not as if it was last season where he was kind of doing it in a in a brand new world. You know, it was like it took a minute for him to get there. He's done that already. You know, he's the melon man. He's the the video game move guy. So the comfortability level is already there. Now you just got to punch through with the win. And, and there's no better place to do it, I think, than here. But at least get a top three at, at the very least, like he's done the last couple of races here. Yeah, exactly. Totally agree with you. And he is the second favorite. So Kyle Busch, top of the board, plus 600. Ross Chastain right behind him at eight to one. Um, so obviously the books are, are recognizing how good Chastain is this season uh, already. He's already won me over. I said that Trackhouse would have to prove it. They proved it already. I'm fully in on Chastain again this season, so uh, I think we're going to continue to be talking about him a lot. Next up for me, I have a head-to-head matchup. As much as this hurts my heart to do, I am going to take Denny Hamlin over Ryan Blaney. This was minus 114 either way. I love me some Ryan Blaney so much, but the numbers don't lie. You go back over the last five races at Las Vegas, Denny Hamlin has beat Ryan Blaney in all five of them. And in four of the last five, those four, those five races I referenced, Hamlin has also finished in the top five. So he's been consistently very good here. And Blaney, love the guy. And we've talked about it so much last year, right? He led a ton of laps. He won more stages than anybody did. The finishes weren't there. And we're already starting to see that again this season, right? Daytona, again, it's Daytona. He somehow limped that horribly damaged car to an eighth-place finish, so ended up being an okay day for him, but still got caught up in the shit early. And then last week, again, he was caught up in that pile up on the restart um, after having a decent day early on, but but then got mired back in traffic. I just I, I don't fully trust Blaney yet until we see him finally break out and get a win. If he comes out and wins this race, would I be surprised? No. But Denny Hamlin is a guy you can rely on week to week for solid finishes. And you got to go where the numbers take you. Uh, and he's got the clear advantage here in the last five races at Las Vegas. Yeah. I, I In fact, we were talking about it on the back road. Uh, we were talking about Blaney when we were doing our, our tiers. And um, I know that uh, Seth had said something about uh, kind of fading on Blaney a little bit and I said well you're gonna have to wrestle Cody for that because uh, you know we we had to retire Blaney's corner here for at least the first part of the season yep exactly yeah I'm actually um I haven't listened to that just yet look at it's brand new like listen so for for all of you guys who are out there and are watching this obviously you you've seen you see Cody still wearing the uh the beautiful headset that he's worn since uh the time we started this show uh but that is not hooked up to anything other than just for him to hear now he's got this brand new microphone he's gonna have to get used to not hitting it off the desk I knew it was I told you before the show you did that was gonna happen you did and uh there we go I knocked it over finally so 
we got to work out the kinks there, but uh, take a shot. Yes. Take a shot I when Cody knocks into it. <laughs> yeah. Take a shot. Every time I knock the microphone over, you might be drunk soon. Uh, but no. Yeah. I, again, I hate to do it. I hate to go against the guy I love so much, but when the numbers back it up, got to do what you got to do. We're here to win bets, right? Yep. Research takes you where research has got to take you to go. Um, speaking of research, taking us where research needs to go. I love Daniel Suarez. I really do. I, I, I again, I, I love his story. I love his passion. I love his drive. I love his talent. Um, but I'm a little perplexed and maybe it's because the books have looked at what Daniel Suarez has done over the last couple of weeks and said to themselves, okay, well with a seventh place finish in Daytona and a fourth place finish in Fontana, maybe Daniel Suarez is going to continue to do well. Okay. But they've got Austin Dillon and Daniel Suarez paired up. Austin Dillon is at plus 110 in this matchup, but you know, you say Rod. Daniel Suarez has put together two solid finishes this season. Well, certainly he has, but at Las Vegas, he is not. Last year in the fall, he finished 16th after starting 6th. Start 21st in the spring, finished 37th. Now he was messed up in a rate in a crash at that point, only ran 92 laps, but still well, was unable to, to pull together a good finish. Uh, in 2021 in the fall, he had a 15th place finish. Not bad, right? Oh, okay. Uh, and then in his first race in the 99 car, he had a 26th place finish. But turn the page to Austin Dillon. Well, he over the last four races is at 10th place, 11th place, 13th place, 12th place, 32nd in 2020. Uh, but when you look back at what Daniel Suarez did in 2020, it was just as bad almost the 29th place and the 30th place finish in the 96 car. All I'm saying is since Daniel Suarez has been in the 99 car, he has not run very well on Las Vegas. And and here's the thing. I mean, when you put together Austin Dillon's fa uh, average finish of 15th against uh, Daniel Suarez's average finish of 22nd, doesn't really leave me a lot of uh, warm and fuzzies to think that Daniel Suarez can turn in a, a fantastic day. We also talked about the fact that it looks like Kyle Busch has brought Mr. Austin Dillon along quite nicely uh, in, as far as motivation level. So for me, I mean, Austin Dillon went from a 33rd place finish in, uh, in Daytona, which obviously we know he crashed uh, and didn't finish the race, but he had a ninth place finish in Fontana. Really good day there for Austin Dillon, and he could have had a better finish too uh, were it not for all the craziness. He even led three laps, did that number uh, uh, three car. So, like I said, for plus money, for Austin Dillon to finish over Daniel Suarez, this doesn't even have to be Austin Dillon to finish in the top five even. As long as he finishes in the top ten and Suarez finishes just outside, we're cashing this. Yeah, I love this one. Uh, again, as much as I am sold on Chastain, Suarez, it's going to take me a little bit more convincing. He had a great run last week. You can't take that away from him. But Austin Dillon has been my guy lately. I've loved betting on him. Love finding ways to use him. We saw it already early in the at the Coliseum, and then we saw it at Daytona as he was second when the you know caution flag came out to send it to overtime. And then last week with the solid finish, he's rejuvenated. I don't know that I've seen Austin Dillon ever happier. He's, he's his teammate is tearing it up and winning everything. Generally, that makes you feel bad or makes you the pressure get put on you, right? But it's almost like he's looking at it more from a car owner standpoint of things where. He's just happy the team's doing good. Kyle Busch was the guy he talked Grandpa into bringing in, and and it's worked out well. And he's like, "Yes, look what we did!" Like he orchestrated all of this. So I think that that is going to continue to help push him to be good. I don't fully trust Daniel Suarez yet. So getting plus money on this one, uh, no argument from me. Next up in my head-to-heads, dug a little deep this week. They're offering uh, offering some some deep into the field. Uh, uh, head to heads here. This one is juiced up. It is, it is juiced up and, uh, it's a lot of juice, but you only pay the juice if you lose rod. And I feel like this is a pretty safe bet. My man, Corey LaJoy over his teammate, Ty Dillon. It is minus one ninety, Like I said, so it's, it's a little hefty, but I don't even see how this is anywhere close to a, a fair head to head matchup. Corey LaJoy, Obviously showed very well at Daytona. No surprises there. Ty Dillon, first car out of the race. I think he ran like five laps, had engine troubles, and retired. You go to last week, LaJoy hung with the big dogs. This was the first time he scored stage points 
in a, on a regular track by just racing. He's gotten stage points, obviously, at super speedways. He's gotten them, I think, at road course in Martinsville once just because, you know, pit strategy or, or whatnot cycled out. And he, he was actually racing in the top 10 when the stage ended, got the stage points this past week. Uh, solid finish in 14th position. And guess where Austin Dillon was? Again, dead last because he had early engine troubles. I don't think there's as nearly as much funding to the 77 car, which we've seen for years as there is to the 7 car. These two drivers, I love Ty Dillon as a guy, but they're not close in talent. LaJoy is much more talented than Dillon is. So even if they're both hanging out near the back, I think LaJoy is the better guy. Equipment's going to be the biggest question because if LaJoy's equipment doesn't hold up, not much he can do for that. But I don't think this is even anywhere close. I would be surprised if there's many laps in this race where Ty Dillon is ahead of LaJoy unless LaJoy gets caught up or has some type of equipment failure. Uh, so I'm willing to lay the juice on this one. Um, and it's not just because I love Corey LaJoy, but because this, even though they're teammates in the same camp, this feels very lopsided of a matchup to me. Yeah. I, well, your love of Corey LaJoy blinds you anyway. So uh, I'm even if I tried to make an or argument. Or it makes me pay more attention to him. Ah. Uh, what I'm talking about. There's thing, that. Huh? There's that. I'll take that. Um, so yeah, even if I were to try to make an argument against it, I wouldn't. But listen, <laughs> you you excite the fan base with your LaJoy love. Like it's it's amazing to me. Even the bosses during Daytona were all over Corey LaJoy because you, my friend, are influential whether you want to be or not. Hey, LaJoy's a lovable guy, right? <laughs> yeah, those, those that hair alone is lovable. I as a child had long hair. I wish it would have looked like that. I'm just saying. I wish you still had long hair, Rod. Yeah, well, the army doesn't I'd love to see that. Doesn't yeah. necessarily let you keep it that long. But uh, just wait. When I'm out, flowing locks. Soon we'll as still Rod be on retires. The ooh, ooh. Let's full, do it. Full beard, full hair. Why, why do you think I haven't shaved since I got out of the navy? Oh, bush. Hey. I trim it down, but I don't clean shave ever again. Rod. We'll post some NASCAR uh, pics on NASCAR gambling podcast of me when I about a year after. Yeah, I looked like Grizzly Adams and then some, but love it. Uh, all right, somebody that doesn't look like Grizzly Adams and a fresh face is Mr. AJ Allmendinger. Um, in the Group C on a certain book, you can find him as the winner of that. Um, oh boy, the odds continue to drop. I had him at plus five. Uh, I put him in the dock at plus four. Now he's at plus three. Uh, I think wow. the public is already on to AJ Allmendinger winning this group. Who is in Group C? You you ask. Well, it's Ty Gibbs the rookie who has only one race here uh, as an actual cup driver. Um, and he started in uh, 19th place and finished in 22nd. Uh, that was in the fall race. And that was in the 23 car. Remember when he was filling in, in Bubba's car number, not necessarily car uh, while Bubba was in that 45 to, uh, to hold the seat warm for Kurt Busch. Um, Chris Busher is another name in this. Sorry, not excited by Chris Busher. Uh, Eric Almarola is in this group. He's intriguing. Not a bad guy on this track, but overall, I'm still not necessarily uh, excited about him to, to win over AJ Allmendinger in this. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Look, I get it. I get you want to love Ricky Stenhouse because he's done well in the last couple of races. But yes, he won Daytona. It was Daytona. And the reason that he was up front, I think, in that entire Fontana race was because of the metrics putting him up front and giving him an opportunity to start in the front. Uh, uh, so, you know, and for him to be able to hold on to that. That's not happening this week. He's going to have to actually qualify. Watch where he qualifies. I don't think he's going to qualify very well. Uh, and then if that happens, then we're all uh, going to be cashing this one. And then Ryan Priest kind of rounds this one out. Um, Gibbs is at plus 300. Busher's at plus 450, Amarola's at plus 450, and Stenhouse and Priest are both, both at 600. Priest, obviously the rookie, hadn't logged any any Cup Series laps on this track. So, um, well, I mean, not, not a rookie. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of something completely it's different. It's been a while. It's though. been a while. Yeah, absolutely. Not a rookie, but he hasn't been in this, in this circuit in a while. Um, Gibbs is the rookie. So, yeah, again, it's not. And, and even when he was on um, this track, Priest wasn't necessarily running all that well either. So, um, look, all I'm saying is that AJ Allmendinger in the last race that he was in, in the only race that he's been in, in the 16 car finished ninth. He started 21st, finished ninth. AJ put some speed 
on himself uh, heading in there. I know he was a road course guy. I know everybody uh, completely loved him on road courses, but he showed a little bit of, of uh, oomph out there on some ovals. So I think he's going to finish the best out of all this group. Uh, just touching on Priest real quick. I, I Like I said, I know he's not a rookie, but on the uh, six, tra- st- six starts that he has on this track, his average finish is 25th. Um, so again, not necessarily all that, uh, scared of priests either. So give me AJ Allmendinger to win this group. Yeah. Uh, no argument from me. Uh, I think you made pretty valid points on all those guys low on Gibbs, the Stuart Haas guys, other than Kevin Harvick, out of questions. Again, Chase Briscoe was running with BJ McLeod last week. So <laughs> they got some questions to answer before we get, we get too heavy on them. Next up for me, I also have a bet from group C. This is a different book, so it's a different group. But my group C bet, uh, Alex Bowman is being just completely disrespected in this group. He is four to one in this four car group. It's Christopher Bell at plus 210, Martin Truex Jr. at plus 210, Tyler Reddick at plus 290. Then Alex Bowman rounds it out at plus 400. This is just a, a value bet on Bowman. Christopher Bell, we still don't know exactly what we're going to see. Again, he was caught up in that wreck last week. Uh, I don't think he was super impressive before that. Uh, so uh, at least not, definitely nothing that uh, that I noticed or stood out to me too much. Um, and then Martin Truex is probably the one that scares me the most in this group to, to Alex Bowman, just because he had a rocket ship last week. Again, had some pit crew issues. He's got a long history of having pit crew issues. Uh, that just kill him week to week after week, it seems like, but kind of fell off at the end. He is the one that I feel like is the, the most threat in this group. Tyler Reddick, plus 290. Travis Pastrana is 22 points ahead of Tyler Reddick in the standings. If that tells you anything, it's been a rough start for Reddick. Can he turn it around? Of course he could, but until we see it, uh, I'm going to play pretty easy on Reddick. Alex Bowman, on the other hand, my long shot to win last week, and he actually looked really good and had a chance. Uh, came out of the gate pretty good. Uh, he ended up finishing eighth place in stage two. Ends up in eighth place in the final race as well. He is uh, the defending spring race winner here. He won this race last spring. Uh, backed into it, quote-unquote, as Kyle Busch would tell you. But he won nonetheless. Um, again, if you go back to last week, Christopher Bell finished 32nd. Martin Truex did finish 11th, Tyler Reddick 34th, Alex Bowman in 8th place. Um, He was obviously the best finisher in that group. Uh, And the history he's got on these intermediate tracks, wins at Chicagoland, great runs at places like Kansas, win at Vegas before. Uh, I love Alex Bowman, and I think he's just being slept on. Again, he's in a Hendrick car still, and... I know it's the fourth car. I know he's kind of the last guy on the totem pole at Hendrick. Still a pretty damn good place to be. Um, and so whenever I'm getting value on Bowman, uh, I can't help but but grabbing some. And at four to one to win this group, um, I love me some Alex Bowman. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I love the 48 car, so I can't really argue with you on that anyways. <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing about Alex Bowman. He is that sneaky guy, and we and he did it last season, too, when he won Las Vegas. It was like everybody was just kind of like ho-hum, and next thing you know, he goes in and wins Las Vegas. Now, did we hear much from him the rest of the season? Eh, he made noises here and there, but it was wildly a, a much more quiet season after uh, his win in Vegas. But uh, if anybody can pop up and have a good day, it's it's that 48 team and and Alex Bowman, yeah. I mean Tyler Reddick, man. That's the only that's the only other one that gives me pause because we we're still riding him so much and he just hasn't come to fruition yet. It's just bad luck in the first couple of races, maybe maybe even just nerves. Who knows? Um, but that eight car, he's he's probably looking at that eight car thinking, um, what is that when the when the Wolverine is when Wolverine's looking at the picture of whatever in bed? Oh yeah, he misses it. Yeah, Tyler Reddick's well, looking at at that eight car now in bed, <laughs> and it makes you wonder too. And this is probably a, a whole conversation for another time. But you you go back and you look at that decision, and when he made that decision to go to twenty three eleven from RCR, it was like, well, yeah, this is an upgrade. This is going to put him in quote unquote elite equipment, all this and that. Well, then the season continued to go on because I think that was announced before he had even won. Then he wins three races, probably five or six he could have won, right? There was a couple of times Bristol Dirt gets spun in the final corner. 
should have had other wins. Now you come into this season, the eight car is great right off the bat. And it's like, ooh, did he make a mistake going over to the Toyota camp, leaving what possibly could have continued to be a great ride? Time will tell, and I think he's going to figure it out. I think he's way too talented of a driver to, to continue to have it be this way. We're only two races in. Daytona is Daytona, and then he just had the bad luck last week as well. But it is going to be interesting to see if he continues to struggle what, what we may look back on that and be like, Wow, that wasn't wasn't quite what we thought when that was announced, right? Yeah, and I mean, again, like you said, time will tell, and and so will all of his performances on the track. So uh, we'll hold out hope until then. All right, somebody you don't really have to wait around for to do well, and that's Denny Hamlin. They got him as the top Toyota, and look, it's at plus two fifty. I, I feel like this is kind of it is one of the favorites of the the top Toyotas to win, but I still feel like the price is right for a Denny Hamlin. Uh, top Toyota because if you're getting two and a half to one to to be that I think that's just gonna that's fantastic why well he actually was the top Toyota uh, last week in Fontana so that's already uh, recent track history but he's been one of the top Toyotas here over the last few races in Las Vegas uh, in the 2022 fall race well Kyle Busch was the top Toyota but who was the second one Denny Hamlin guess who's no longer a Toyota Kyle Busch. Guess who's still a Toyota? Denny Hamlin. Um, in the uh, spring race, Denny Hamlin was once again the second. Oh, I'm sorry, Martin Truex Jr. was the second Toyota, uh, but Kyle Busch was once again the top Toyota, so we'll toss the spring race out. Uh, but in the 2021 race in the fall, Denny Hamlin was the top Toyota, and he was the top car on the track, taking home the win. Uh, nobody else could finish better than that, so he was the top Toyota. Um, in the 2021 spring race, Kyle Busch, top Toyota. Denny Hamlin, second Toyota. <laughs> Were you noticing a pattern here? Uh, so, again, it's just a matter of him being able to do it in 2020. Uh, in the in the fall race, he was the top Toyota here. Uh, you got, I mean, again, you notice a, a pattern. He's the top Toyota uh, no matter where he basically finishes. Um, Kyle Busch in the 2020 race in the spring, was the top Toyota in 17th, but Denny Hamlin was, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, top Toyota at 15th. Denny Hamlin was the second Toyota at 17th. Uh, again, it goes on and on and on and on. Uh, Denny Hamlin is a top Toyota almost every single week. And here, without Kyle Busch as a, as a Toyota, I think the path is paved for him to be that top Toyota this week. Yeah, I love it. I already made the case for Denny on a different bet earlier. He has gotten it done at Vegas. Uh, Toyota, again, it's easier to do this with Toyota. There's only six in the field, so he's only got to beat five other drivers. Kyle Busch being out of that stable makes it so much easier. Yes, there's Truex. Bell, jury's still out, of course. Reddick, until we see it, you can't really count on. Bubba is solid on these tracks, so keep an eye out for him, but he's not going to beat Denny straight up unless Denny has issues, I think. Uh, and Ty Gibbs is not going to be the top toy, so you don't have to worry about that. Fingers crossed, no issues, because he hasn't had one in a while. So, fingers crossed. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, we will get to our winners. Cody, no teasers this time. We're going to go straight into the break and then unveil our winners. I'll give you a teaser. I've already talked about two of my three winners. That's funny, because I've already talked about mine, so... <laughs> <laughs> we'll just be solidifying our points for why the drivers are going to win when we come back from the break. But before we do, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, but they've also got you covered with a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. So head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Hey, listen, for those of you who have been watching our YouTube offerings and for those of you curious about the YouTube, head over there. It's uh, You just search NASCAR Gambling Podcast on YouTube and find us and see our smiling face. Watch Cody knock over microphones. It's the beautiful thing to do. Uh, but, of course, thank you for watching. Subscribe. Cody, what do they say? Smash that bell. I don't even know. Christopher yep. Bell? You you got it. Smash the bell. Hit the like button. 
share it with all your friends leave a comment all that fun stuff i'm old man i i mean i'm still working on my space time so whatever if you're in my you top to, eight <laughs> need to have our daughters just record a, a little thing that says what all the all the things to say <laughs> TikTokers and whatever i don't know like i said i i'm still running off of myspace top eights i'm, I'm customizing <laughs> i had jimmy johnson uh wallpaper on my myspace so that's i'm wow, sorry wait that's uh... he who shall not be named <laughs> all right people are going to win this okay. race cody let's make the money from it let's make the money i am going to start out with chase elliott 12 to 1 i, I think that chase is being disrespected here why is he 12 to 1 i don't understand he finished second place last week he had the best season of anybody last year right consistently running up front um he was the fastest car in the closing laps last week these tracks, again, are comparable. He started all the way in the back. I think he was 31st, 33rd, something like that. Worked his way through the field. By the end of stage one, he was already in the top 10. Uh, and then at the end of the race, he was second. He was running faster lap times than Kyle Busch. Uh, wasn't going to catch him with the time that was left, but he looked fast. Uh, he's got three top four finishes here in the past at Las Vegas. Kind of spread out throughout his, his career. If you do look, his, his track record is up and down at this track. I will give you that. Uh, and, may, and that's why I think Derek said to to fade Chase Elliott this week. Uh, but I am sticking to my guns going with Chase Elliott. Um, a couple years ago, he led 70 laps in a race, 73 in another one. Uh, he's got a second place finish back in September of 21 here. Chase Elliott is just a, he's a guy that can be good anywhere, anytime. You can always rely on it. It's the super speedway. It's a road course. It's a short track. It's anything intermediate tracks he's good we've already seen it there's there's something to be said for these guys that have the momentum already we saw it in kyle bush's favor right look how much his odds have dropped he's now the favorite to win this chase elliott was right there behind him in second with a fast car and his odds got longer for some reason and elliott is generally a more popular play and the fact that he's not popular this week makes me like him even more i've not heard much about him and a few things i have heard have been against him so i'm going even though i like the positive reinforcement sometimes of other people being on the same thing i'm on i'm going to use that this week to be the one guy that stands out and is is on the chase elliott mountain i just think a 12 to 1 for a guy that is consistently always up there had the most wins of anybody last season uh, i think he led the most laps or was right up there with it um last year and alex bowman won this race last season in a hendrick car so I don't think you can count Elliott out, and I feel like at twelve to one, there's just too much value there to let that pass by. At twenty to one, Kevin Harvick uh, hit the rewind button. If you need all the reasons why, we've already talked him up plenty. Love Kevin Harvick. Uh, again, we saw him with a fourth place finish last week, right? We made the case for him to finish top ten already. He is a guy who, another guy who can win anywhere, anytime, right? He's consistently always up there. He can put himself in position. And sometimes he'll just pop up and be the best car like he did last year at Michigan. Then he did it again at Richmond. He can do it. He's already off to a good start to the season. I think that continues this week. I think he's going to be in the top 10 unless he has any type of issue. I expect him to be in the top 10 easily. I think he could turn that into a win at 20 to 1. And I couldn't pass up Alex Bowman 22 to 1 again. I don't know why he is getting disrespected. He won this exact same race last year. Yes, he only led 16 laps, but he did win stage one. So he was up front early. Then he was there at the end again, winning it in overtime. Uh, that's all I need. He's got a fifth-place finish here in 2020. He's got a sixth-place finish here in 2019. So he's proven on this track. He can be up there. Talked about his history at other similar places, Chicagoland where he got a win, uh, Kansas where he's run really well. Last week at Auto Club, ran very well with the fourth-place finish in stage Two, I think it was, and they finished eighth in the end of the race. So love me some Alex Bowman this week. Could not pass up on him. So Elliott 12 to 1, Harvick 20 to 1, Bowman 22 to 1. I'm going to split my bets up to win between those guys and uh, hope to go back to back like we did last week. Heavy Hendrick, heavy Hendrick card this week, uh, which is fine. But I find it very, uh, I, don't, I don't know what I find it really, that the fact that Larson is not necessarily... Uh, one of the heavy favorites in this in most Man, this, this is this is going to be Larson. He's going to dominate this week and win because everybody and their brother was on him last week. 
Nobody's on him this week. He's not the favorite. <sighs> We're going to regret not betting on Larson. <laughs> okay, ready? Sprinkle something on Larson. There. Sprinkle, do it. Sprinkle something on Larson. You know okay. you want to. Good. We can clip that like out. That guy with the, no, I'm like that guy with the trench coat, and I'm like, want to buy some Larson? Uh, yeah, all right. Larson. My winner my winner is not going to try to lure you in his van with candy. Uh, it's Ross Chastain at plus 800. He's one of the top favorites. We've already laid out everything about him. Won three stages already. Um, just a, a, a fantastic run so far to start this season. He's a, he's a freaking rocket ship. Um, Last year he won. Uh, uh, he won one stage here. In, what he won stage two um, in one of those as well. So like, look, I, I, I we made our case for Ross Chastain already. Um, but when you look back at the last couple of, of races too, he led sixty eight laps here uh, in the South Point, the fall race of this one. Um, sixty eight treacherous laps, to be honest with you. And then uh, in the spring race, he led eighty three laps before finishing third in this race one stage two in the spring race here he was leading uh that fall race pretty much up until the last uh what 265 is when he gave surrendered the lead to joy logano in those last three laps that was when logano basically just ran him down uh so look all i'm saying is that ross chastain should punch through for um for a win this week, and I like plus 800. It still feels like super speedway odds for a guy that uh, has been really fast this season. So I like Chastain. I'm also going to double up on one and shout out again. This is one of those ones I put in the dock before I went to go pick up my daughter um, from her, her choir practice, and I'm scrolling through Twitter. Lo and behold, Brian Twinning's like, hey, by the way, you should probably throw a little something on Trackhouse. I was like, ho, Brian, I already had that in my card. Thank you for validating my uh, my my entire thought process on this. Uh, Trackhouse as a team is at plus 650 to win. Now, you're getting Daniel Suarez. You probably don't need Daniel Suarez, but maybe, you know, if something happens and the pinata comes out again, uh, you'll have some fun with it. But if you double down on Chastain and uh, Trackhouse to win, you're looking at eight to one, six and a half to one. Those are a couple of good bets uh, to double down on, and I just feel like it's an intrigue. It was a, an intriguing enough bet when I saw it initially, and then when I saw the validation from Brian Twining, I was like, I love this, or, or Twining, I'm sorry. Uh, I said, I love this. This is this is fantastic. Now I know that I'm on the right track. So um, give me Team Trackhouse for plus 650 as well. Yeah, I like adding that Team Trackhouse in there just because it's not much. It's not too much cheaper where you're you're just losing all your value on it. Gives you the Daniel Suarez insurance, and you double dip if Chastain does get it done. So I like that. I do. I didn't have Chastain on any of my bets this week, but I do love Chastain. Like I said, wrote him up as one of my top DFS plays. We'll probably talk about him on the DFS show tomorrow. Uh, with his hot start last week, leading 91 laps, he was the fastest car in both races last season. Here, didn't quite get it done, but could be when he gets it turned around and and gets into victory lane. So I like that from you as well. I, again, it's just, I knew, I, I saw Chastain's name just floating around then all of a sudden. And I was like, well, either one of two things is happening. I knew that I was in an echo chamber already, or my research took me there and everybody else's research took us there. So um, if the industry's on him this week, fade him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, believe us. Believe us when we say that he's got a fast car and he's probably going to end up winning you some money. So if you hear it here, you hear it somewhere else, um, just know that we've all, we've all been doing the, the, the research that says it. Yep. Yeah, I expect him to be very good this weekend. All right. Get out your pen and papers. We're about to go over all of our bets for you. Cody, pick up your pad and paper. Where is it at? Sitting right there. Got it, Got it right here. Always. Right. Here we go. Cody started you off with Kevin Harvick as a top 10 car at plus 105. Also throwing in top Ford at plus 550. I went ahead and said Harvick's going to win the poll because why the hell not? At plus 800. Uh, Cody's giving you Kyle Busch as a top five car at plus 125. I'm giving you Ross Chastain as a top three car uh, to really fall in on our <laughs> Ross Chastain love at plus 250. Cody's giving you Denny Hamlin over Ryan Blaney with a broken heart at minus 114. I'm giving you Austin Dillon over Daniel Suarez at plus 110. Cody's giving you Corey LaJoy. Hold on, let me do this. Cody's giving you 
Corey LaJoy over Ty Dillon at minus 190. Uh, I'm telling you, A.J. Allmendinger is going to win a group filled with uh, Gibbs and Busher and Almarola, Priest, uh, and and uh, Stenhouse, all at plus 400. Cody says that Bowman's going to win uh, Group C at plus 400, uh, and then he dips. And then I'm giving you Denny Hamlin as a top Toyota at plus 250. And then Cody says that uh, Chase Elliott has a chance to win at plus 1,200. Kevin Harvick at plus 2,000 has a chance to win. Daniel Bowman at 22 to 1. Has a chance to win. Daniel Bowman. I mean, Daniel Bowman. <laughs> Got a little Suarez on the mind, do you? <laughs> Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. There, I'm going to get a drop that says misinformation because that's, that's the, yeah, that's what we got going on. <sighs> Can you tell we're nearing the end of the show? I'm telling you Ross Chastain at eight to one, and then also throw a little something on team track house at plus six fifty to triple dip on your Ross Chastain weekend and on your card. So lots of good stuff, man. I cannot wait for this race to get going. Uh, obviously we have truck racing tomorrow night, so that'll be fun to, to start our racing weekend. Go back, listen to the truck episode, get ready for that. Then the Xfinity episode. Uh, if, if again, all you listen to is the cup episode, do yourself a favor, win some money elsewhere. Um, you'll be happy you did. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Check out the F1 gambling podcast as well. Join us in the Discord. We'll have plenty of stuff there. I'm going to drop some IndyCar bets in there, probably on my Twitter as well. So make sure you follow me at Husker underscore Zeeb. be a lot of racing this weekend. It'll be a lot of fun, hopefully a lot of winning. Let's do it. So many laps to watch. It's just going to be intense, but so much fun. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. Again, the back road dropped tonight. Go search that on YouTube. But once you're done watching this, have some fun with us there. Uh, of course, check out all of our friends. We've already dropped a few of them. You know, go go listen to uh, Derek Yoder's betting review, his All Things Go podcast, Full Tank with Phil. Um, so many good Rory picks has his his one as well. Lots of fun in this NASCAR betting community. Go listen to all of it. But, of course, listen to us. We'll be back tomorrow. DFS mailbag? We'll figure something out. We'll have some fun with you guys. Uh, maybe we'll do DFS and a mailbag in the same episode. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing and let it ride. So we are